Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where in the world you are, mi gente. As always, I want to let you know that I appreciate you tuning in and sharing your Monday blues with me. And if you haven't done so already, go follow me on Instagram at its.me.shell. Click the link in my bio so we can connect everywhere. Also, make sure you subscribe to my podcast on YouTube and on all podcast platforms. All right, let's get it. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me, Feliz lunes. Happy Monday. We're back as always. Thank you so much for tuning in this week and listening to me rant about life shit because why not? It's a Monday. What else is it good for? You know, I did want to mention, isn't it wild that this past Sunday marked 21 years since the 9-11 attacks? It's pretty crazy. I still remember the day it happened. The entire city was at a standstill. Everyone was stuck everywhere. Damn. Damn never forget and we're still living in crazy times out here so i don't know but anyway let's get into it with all that said this week's topic is about toxic families you know los familiares toxicos because we all have them and i figured let's continue the toxic talk let's keep the toxic talk going so i spoke about toxic mothers on red lipstick vibes where Miss Ty hosts Ladies Night on Wednesdays, so make sure you tune into that on YouTube. But I wanted to talk about toxic family members, especially after hanging out with a dear friend this past weekend. Isa, I love you, girl. So we had a blast, like, why not? Because we're just those girls. And we started talking about toxic family members over some wonderful drinks and... Awesome, amazing, yet really, really loud music. And I also think we witnessed something illegal too, but that's for another podcast. <laughs> so this past weekend, we went, you know, in a deep dive down memory lane. And I want to get into it. So if you're heading to work, already at work, or walking into your humble abode because your day is over, let me help you forget that it's Monday by setting a different scene. I'm gonna create the scenario for y'all. I'll give you some time to get ready. All right, let's get it. Okay, this is gonna sound a little crazy, but imagine just being born. Being born into this world without your consent, might I add. And as you grow up, your own family talks down to you. You try to figure out what you're doing wrong, and why you get treated so differently, and especially different if you have siblings. But you just can't figure it out. They talk about your hair, your complexion, the way you carry yourself as an adult. Now, fast forward to the future as an adult, and you sit with other adults and start having these conversations where they all kind of sound the same. Typically, Something like, oh my gosh, I've been through that too, or my parents used to say the same thing to me. 
Welcome to the world where you talk about what you've gone through and figure out that you're not alone. Welcome to childhood traumas caused by our own family and notice that the trauma is plural. What in the buffuckery is going on over here? Okay, mi gente, so like I said before this week, we are talking about childhood traumas. And this is a special episode to me because of the way the conversation or the topic came about. I mentioned earlier that I was out with a good friend, Isa, this past weekend, and we haven't seen each other in a very, very, very long time, so it was so great to see her and spend quality girl time, and we were talking about a whole bunch of stuff, and this is just, hear me out, trust the process, so we started talking about Rosalia, the Spanish artist. Um, She came up because I wanted to know how, or I want to know, I don't want, I didn't want it. That's not that's wrong because I ask everybody about her. I want to know how everyone feels about her in particular Dominicans like myself because of our history with the Spaniards and colonization, you know, and shout out to um, the sirens out there that like to make an appearance every single time I'm recording. (laughs) Anyway, my girl got stamps. Okay, she got that passport lit all the way up she's been to germany france and i believe she she's also been to poland long story short babe's got receipts okay anyway we get to spain and she says that the only place she experienced racism like blatant racism was in spain and it was mostly due to her complexion and her beautiful fro can you believe that shit I mean, I can, but isn't that, it's 2022 and we're still doing this? I don't know. And I know it's not fair to blame this Spanish artist for the bullshit of her whole country, but that's what we tend to do, isn't it? We tend to just be like, well, this is where you're from and it's all your fault. I don't know. The only reason that I really try to figure out how I feel about her is because she is, you know, and this is the word of the year. I feel that, I feel, in my opinion, don't come for me that she's appropriating a lot of Dominican styles. And not only Dominican, she does have some Puerto Rican styles that she's, you know, that she's hooked on. So, you know, she has some music ranging from reggaeton to dembow. And I know she's an artist and she's being influenced as an artist with the things around her. But I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about her because of history, just for history's sake. You know what, mi gente? Let me know what you think. DM me on Instagram and let me know. Let's have the conversation because I, I truly do want to know how everyone feels about her. I don't think she's a terrible artist. I think she's very talented. Um, she has a very unique voice and, you know, you don't see uniqueness in music um, anymore. Everything kind of sounds the same, kind of jumbled up into the same crap unfortunately but again it's my opinion so i don't know let me know how you feel let's have the conversation okay so back to childhood traumas caused by family members so i asked my girl about her and um she said that spain treated her horribly and she mentioned her hair and that's when the traumas were activated childhood trauma activate wow that's crazy yo But before we get into that, let's take this short break. 
Mi familia, go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Link is in the description. And don't forget to click on that notification bell so you don't miss out on any content. I know you love to hear me setting the scene, but now you can watch me set the scene. And it doesn't get any better than that. So something that many of our family members don't talk about or gaslight us about is how childhood trauma starts with them. You know, the people closest to us. It be your own family, right? <laughs> and along with traumas, the racism that exists within the culture. In particular, the Dominican culture, since that's where I'm from. Both my mother and my father are from the Dominican Republic. So I think I'm a tad bit qualified to talk about it. And one thing that Issa said to me, which resonated, was how her childhood trauma started when she was born. And it was the same for me. And I don't know. What I like about this is that it's coming from two people, two different people, two perspectives. So Isa is slightly darker complexion than I am. Her hair is very big and beautiful and curly. And I'm a little more on the lighter side, a little on the fairer side. And my hair is also very big and curly when I want it to be. But I straighten it because that's, that's just what I choose. I blow it out, you know, in the cooler times of the year. So Isa shares with me that one of her parental figures told her that when she was born, her grandmother didn't want to go see her because she was so dark, she was frightened. She was afraid of looking at her because the color of her skin was so dark. There are so many things we can say, right? Right here, we can stop and say so much because so many things are wrong here. Okay, like, as a parent, why would you tell your child this? Why are you starting her life off with a complex? And I'm going to explain the history of this colorism, of colorism in the Dominican culture. Just because, you know, I love to drop knowledge. So, ever since the president, or shall I say the dictator, Trujillo, okay, in his era about 65 years ago, racism within the Dominican people, and dare I say the Caribbean community, started taking over rampantly where if you were a shade too dark you weren't pretty you were the bottom of the barrel you were too dark to succeed too dark to be presented to other people or introduced to other people too dark too dark to get anything or anywhere in life but if you were darker and had kinky hair that's it that was it. That is the duo. You were the ugly stepsister or the ugly stepbrother, period. And in case you didn't know, the Dominican culture is a mix of Spaniard colonists, African slaves, and Taino natives. So, of course, we all look different. We all present different. But if you were too dark, you were a cocolo or a cocola. And that is a different thing within itself. And in my experience, that word has always had or has always been negative because of the context it was using, but I used in, but I was recently, I recently learned myself. Um, and some people say that this is a term of endearment, but I will let you look that up, mi gente, and you decide because of t the context it was used for me growing up towards any of my family members that were darker, you know, it was kind of negative. So I'll let you guys be the judge of that. However, Trujillo, Back to this gentleman here. He embedded in the Dominican brain that being dark was ugly. And Dominicans that were black and brown shouldn't be treated fairly or as equals simply because he himself hated black and brown people. So 
he he hated them so much so that he slaughtered thousands of Haitians in the late 1930s because he just disliked the features, he disliked the color, you know, if you had a wide nose, kinky hair, or bad hair, you know, you were just not a human being. Okay, and the amount of times that I used to hear, ella tiene ese pelo malo, or y ese pajón, same with Isa, she said the same thing, all because we decided to wear our natural hair. The amount of times we heard that made it so that we just, we retained or we grew a complex, okay, where girls were getting their hair permed or straightened as early as the age of five years old. And for me, I, I think it was around nine or ten, I don't remember, but that was the only way my bad hair was manageable. So for me, when it comes to my complexion, it's a little different. So this is the other perspective. I was too yellow, okay? I was too light, too bright. My maternal figure would call me Italian bread, or she would make fun of my nose and tell me that she hopes my face grew into it because my father had a very wide nose. So so did I. And I had to, she would tell me that I would have to pinch it so I can mold it. She would also ask me, like, you know, about my hair. She would always say, well, I don't know what happened to your hair because when you were born, your hair was very straight and, and long. And once you started to grow, it turned very curly and very kinky. And it made her life so hard. Woe is her because it was so hard to manage. Isn't that terrible? And this is all while growing up. She would also tell me stories about how light I was and how people would embarrass her when she took me to doctor appointments because they thought she was my nanny. I was too white passing. I mean, what the fuck? Why are you telling me these things? Like, like I can help when my complexion is. Homie, you and my dad made me. This is, this is not my fault. I don't understand. That is what I will never understand. Do they know anything about their own history? My favorite was being told that I was adopted because I was lighter than anyone or everyone in my immediate family. I don't know. We weren't given an opportunity to love ourselves. And they literally turned us against anyone within our family or our communities that didn't look like us. You know, even ourselves. We turned, we turned against ourselves because they made us hate who we were. We never had a chance all because of what we looked like. And then they sent us off on our way to live life. Go ahead, go live, be free, go meet new people, go be fair to others. Listen, I was told that I should marry white or Asian because I need to ensure that I better my race. What the fuck is that? Pero que eso, my God, yo. Seriously. I, I, I don't even get it. <sighs> but on the other hand, Isa married a white man and they have a beautiful relationship. But because she was dark, she didn't deserve the happily ever after. At least that's what her family thought. She didn't deserve it so much so that her own family made up rumors about her husband and her own grandmother didn't go to the wedding because Isa was just showing off. 
that that's what she was told oh you're just showing off you're showing off because of all the good things that you have I don't have time to to be you know in a wedding because you're just showing off too much you're too flashy well newsflash fuck yes she was showing off because she was happy and she still is happy why do people think that a wedding is a party or a celebration for them? It, it, that's beyond me. No, it's for the bride and groom morons. It's to show off their love, their embrace for each other, their happiness. How fucking, how dare you? How dare you? I don't know. And these are our parents. These are, these are our family members. I don't think I will ever understand. And I keep saying this because it is very confusing to me. There is no answer other than this is how they were. And this is what was embedded in their brains. They just, this is who they are. Their bare minimum is to love your children and to make sure you don't hurt them or cause any pain. And there isn't a rule book on parenting, but all of this is bullshit. You don't need a rule book to tell you there are certain things you don't tell your kids. And my question is, why isn't this talked about enough? Why is it when we confront them and we tell them, hey, you're gaslighting us, you know, you're gaslighted, we're gaslighted into thinking that we're crazy and that things didn't happen the way that we're thinking about it or we're misunderstanding what they were saying. Why do you do that? You know, what? We're misunderstanding what they're trying to teach us. Are you kidding me? Stop fucking gaslighting us, telling us that we don't understand or that we're making things up. We know what happened to us, okay? And my favorite is that now that we're all grown up and have a voice, they fear us. And they ask us why we're so aggressive or combative. No, fucker. It's called boundaries. That's what the fuck is called. It's called boundaries. You can't tell me about my kids, what they look like, how they should look like, what's best for them. No, absolutely not. No, there's no way. And that's what happens with these toxic family members that like to cross these boundaries. When you have children, they like to tell you, hey, no, you shouldn't do that. Or why do you talk to them like that? Or why are they wearing that? Or why do they do? Why do you do their hair like that? Mind your fucking business. It ends. It ends with me and we will not continue this vicious cycle. Well, long story short, the night ended beautifully with Isa, and we both agreed that we have to protect our children from this. We can't have this toxic mentality spreading like wildfire with our children. And this is just, it, it, it ends with us, and our children will never be subjected to it. We must protect the little ones, mi gente. And with that being said, we've reached our favorite segment, Window Talks with La Comay. Some of my fans, friends, or foes send me questions, dilemmas, ideas, or comments, and La Comay gives them advice to help them with whatever is going on from her little round table in the kitchen by the window, or she reads them to death while sipping her tea. It's also a time where La Comay reflects on shit and shares it with you all because you know she likes to drop knowledge, talk shit, all that good stuff. There's no stopping her. So this week, we are talking about toxicity that our family members spew onto us. And you know, La Comay had some stuff to say.
Hola, and hello. Buenos días, buenas tardes, buenas noches, everybody. It's me, la comaya. Buenas, it's me, la comaya. Mi chile, welcome, mi bienvenido. How are you? How you been? Listen, I hope you've been good, okay? So this week we're talking about toxic families, esos familiares tóxicos, the loved ones that are toxic, just toxic people in general. Or at least that's my interpretación because, <laughs> you know, I just have to make everything into something. <laughs> but it's not about me, so that's neither here nor there, and I got something to say. So let me tell you. I used to know this girl that had some crazy family members. Some would call her the Michelin tire because she was a little round, but that's, you know... <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice, and let's not mention she was also eight or nine years old. She grew up with such a complex. Oh my God, how you say that to a little girl? Oh yeah, yeah. She would go to extreme measures to have her body the way she wanted to have her body, you know, done and whatever was socially acceptable, all because of these things that were told to her when she was a little girl. And that's the problem with these toxic family members. They they doing the most. You know what I mean? Like, they don't know what they're doing to these children. They think that it's funny. They just making fun of these kids. They think it's funny that it's okay. And that type of communication with those children is okay. Because it's funny and everybody's laughing. But what it seems like to me is that they're disguising being mean and being judgmental to the little one as funny. But why is that? Why did it become okay to make kids dislike who they are in this world full of shit that will make them insecure until they figure out things on their own anyway? Why does it have to be our own families that make us dislike ourselves? Is it because they went through the same thing? Hmm, so they think that that's how it's supposed to be? When do we put an end to this? When do we say enough to that our babies don't have to go through these things? You know what I mean? The same shit that we did. Why we keep passing along the traumas? Listen, I have so many questions and I think the only answer I have is that they're so unaware of what they're doing because they're so far gone that they don't even notice it. They don't know what boundaries are. They laugh at the boundaries, but that's no excuse to hurt their children's growth. Oh my God, their children's mind, their self-esteem. Ugh. I know that somewhere deep down, they have to see that what they're doing and saying to these kids is wrong. And if they don't, they have a bigger problem. And I believe they should really make sure that they're good and that they love themselves because, you know, you can't love yourself. If you don't love yourself, what's the saying? If you don't love yourself, you can't love no nobody else. And the problem is that mental health and, and information on, like, you know, parenting and things like that, that's taboo to these people because they know everything. Well, guess what? You don't know shit. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Mira, mi casa su casa. Just let me know when you stopping by. Don't be rude. But on my window, is always open. Cuties, make sure you go follow your girls on all social media platforms. Links will be in the description below. Or you can head over to Instagram and click that link in the bio for podcast platforms, YouTube channel, and more. Ya, me fui. Well, you heard it, mi gente. La Comay has spoken. This toxicity, these traumas, they need to end. They need to stop. They need to end with us. Okay, we need to protect our babies from it. 
enough hurting their self-esteems, enough changing them, molding them into insecure people that have to retrain their minds once they get older because of piece of shit parents <laughs> or piece of shit family members. You know, the, the family members that were so selfish to learn something for themselves that they just passed the trauma along instead of, you know, something passing something important along like generational wealth, passing along love, acceptance, and trust. I am so glad that I have met like-minded people, especially women, because us women, we take it really hard when our family members tell us things that we don't want to hear. And so do, and so do men. But I feel like myself as a woman, I'm glad that I met like-minded women that feel just as strongly as I do in ending these traumas with, you know, with us and not passing them along to our children. So to all those parents out there that are listening, to all these, you know, family members that have nieces, nephews, grandchildren, just children in their lives, if you're listening, please join the cause in ending childhood traumas, okay? Our kids deserve to be loved for who they are, their individualism. They should understand and know that negative exists, so they aren't shell-shocked when they experience it, but they should be taught that with love and understanding that we're there for them and that no trauma will be passed along to them because it's not their fault and they don't deserve it. Mi familia, you know what time it is. It's time for the Me Shell Shoutout segment. Okay, and first up, it is Zaya, the host of the Zaya Show. His positivity is simply wonderful. It's a breath of fresh air. He has so many wonderful ideas and we definitely have to work together again. He is doing big things. I believe right now he's about to start streaming live soon. So make sure you check him out on YouTube and on all podcast platforms because you don't want to miss a thing. Next up, we have Rome Davis, the host of the No ID podcast and comedian. We were guests on each other's podcast because there's nothing like a good collab. And don't think I forgot, Rome, you're ordained. Okay, all you need is a plate of food. <laughs> so make sure you check him out wherever you stream your podcasts and on YouTube or maybe live in a comedy show, you know, if he's in your area. He's such great talent and he's going to have to help me out on my road to comedy adventure. That's what I'm calling it. All right. Okay, and we have the Harris Tribe with the hosts Mrs. She Said and Mr. He Said, the amazing husband and wife duo. Oh, they keep it all the way real, okay? They have no hair on their tongues, and the way they spread their love is always in abundance. So make sure you check them out on YouTube. And lastly, I want to shout out Rose C., Okay, they answered a question I had posted on Spotify about Labor Day. They told me they were running around with the kids and running errands. And honey, let me tell you, that sounds very much like my Labor Day. So same. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate you. All right, mi gente, don't forget, if you're a podcaster or want me to shout out any of your favorite podcasts, DM me, email me, send me a message, and I will make sure to connect and give them a shout out because we all out here trying to grow, okay? And there is nothing like showing each other love and support because that's how we help each other flourish. 
Bueno, my people, mi gente, it's about that time. Like always, I want to thank you for spending your precious moments with me. And I know we got real, real personal, got into some deep shit, but that's just what we do over here. Before I go, I want to remind you to make sure you follow me on Instagram at its.me.shell and click the link in my bio. It will take you to all my other socials. You can send direct voice messages to me, emails, and so much more. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel and make sure you click that notification bell so you don't miss out on anything this episode will be out on sunday bright and early in the morning on youtube so let's go mi familia i'm trying to get those numbers up all links will be in the description and also on my instagram bio i'm just out here trying to make getting to friday a lot easier y'all and just like that we've reached the end of it's me shell and you can catch the it's me shell podcast every monday to make sure your week starts off on the right foot or so we can just say fuck mondays and everything that comes with it together wherever you stream your podcasts no new episode next week don't be sad i know i know Wow, that's crazy, yo. I know it is crazy, but I have the kiddos' birthdays coming up next week. We're going to be out and about. So, you know, I have to take a little break. But make sure you tune in to any episodes that you may have missed. And listen, this is the perfect time to catch up, all right? And lastly, I want to say this. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II has died at her ripe age of 96 and now her firstborn king charles iii has taken over at his young age of 73 my question is what the fuck is in the water okay what are they drinking to live this long i i mean how bad are we fucking up okay they have fish and chips and guinness beer which is basically tar in a glass and don't come for me but they outlive an herb potty I want to know what their secret is. Stop gatekeeping, royal fam. Everyone out here worrying about Meghan Markle. Mm-mm, I'm worrying about how to keep myself alive just like the queen did. God damn it. Ain't that some shit. Peace and love. I'm out. Peace and love.